Washington, D.C., the capital of the United States, is not just the center of American politics, but it's also an international hub of art, history, and culture. It's actually one of the most sought-after destinations in the country. From the Washington Monument to Watergate, D.C.'s history and culture are fascinating. As the seat of the most powerful government in the world, it is also awe-inspiring. Today, we'll be interviewing Laura Schofield, the general manager of the new Conrad Washington, D.C. Hotel. This ultra-modern hotel in the center of the city provides a luxurious escape in one of the most politically and culturally influential cities on the planet. We're excited to explore this great American city on this episode of Destination Everywhere, Washington, D.C. Welcome to Destination Everywhere with hospitality and travel entrepreneurs Todd Bloodworth and Andy McNeil. Having traveled to over 100 countries, Todd and Andy bring you unique perspectives with celebrities in the know, hospitality experts, and native connoisseurs to discover must-dos and inspirational destinations to plan your next trip for business or pleasure. So pack your bags and get ready as we bring you Destination Everywhere with Todd and Andy. Welcome, everyone, to Destination Everywhere, Washington, D.C., Todd's hometown. We're excited to bring a lot of great ideas, and we have a fantastic hotel for you as well this week. So, Todd, tell us a little bit about your favorite things to do in D.C. since you're a local boy. Well, there's so much to do, especially growing up there. There's different phases of my life. I can remember doing different things. First and foremost, when we were kids, every time someone would visit, we'd have to take them into D.C. because that was what you did. So I could actually probably at this point take you on a tour of all of the Smithsonian museums in a day and show you (laughs) my highlighted items. But a couple of things to point out is D.C., it's sprawling. So the metro system is absolutely the best way to get around the city. It will take you everywhere you need to go or close to it. That's a great. There's so much to do. But D.C., it's got tremendous history, obviously, from its inception. It's got amazing architecture, if that's something, amazing museums, restaurants, hotels. And then you just think about all the cool There's things that you've so seen. There's so much to do. And the yeah, activities, yeah. It goes on and on. There's seasonal activities. There's the Cherry Blossom Festival yep. down in the Tidal Basin. I'm sure you can go there at any time of the year and find a good protest on the Ellipse <laughs> or somewhere in D.C. because that's what it's known for. And then, you know, obviously... Just go on an urban hike and stroll around and you never know what you're going to run into, which is also a really cool thing to do in the city. Yeah. So the city was actually founded in 1790. So after the War of Independence, and it was established by the Constitution to be the seat of the new United States. So it was its own independent entity and not a state. So one individual state would not have the federal capital seat in the state itself. And then a few decades later, it was almost completely destroyed in the War of 1812 by British forces. And so it's been rebuilt, obviously, in all of its grandeur. If you're looking on YouTube, you can see the Jefferson Memorial behind Todd during the Cherry Blossom Festival. Absolutely beautiful thing to visit. The National Mall itself is a national treasure and something everyone should see. And a couple of things that I thought were really interesting is citizens of D.C., could not vote for president until 1964. They finally, I guess, elected their own mayor in 1973. So I think it was like a real taxation without representation. You know, it's kind of ironic that D.C., the people weren't being represented, but that has since changed on some level. 
but they do not have senators that represent them in Congress. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get started today. Todd, who's our first guest? Well, our first guest is Laura Schofield. She is the general manager of the new Conrad Washington, D.C. Hotel. So I'm really looking forward to speaking to her and getting her perspective on the property, which is an absolutely fantastic property. All right. We'll be right back with Laura Schofield from the Conrad Washington, D.C. Stay tuned. Welcome back to this episode of Destination Everywhere, Washington, D.C. And our next guest is, I'm really excited to talk to. This is a relatively new property. Laura Schofield is the general manager of the Conrad in Washington, D.C. It is a new five-star property. It's located in D.C.'s new Commerce Center, City Center, D.C., amidst luxury retail and world-class dining. And it does offer a modern luxury for business travelers. The brand's flagship property, it's the brand's flagship property in the U.S. Laura, you were actually born in London, and you're a second-generation hotelier, which I find interesting. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But you've had many leadership roles with properties with Ritz-Carlton's, the Watergate Hotel, multiple Starwoods, including St. Regis, Weston's, and Langham Hotel. So first of all, Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And going over your bio, you being a second generation hotelier, who was the first generation hotelier? My dad. So my father actually just retired this summer and I had the privilege of living in 15 different countries all over the world. And it just was very addictive. I just fell in love with traveling, with meeting different people and just fell in love with hotel people. It's a wonderful environment to be in, being around people who genuinely care. And it's a very, very special industry. Yeah. And you know, the staff of certain hotels, they are like family. And for people that only go to the hotel for a night or two and they're with a family, you may not see it, but when you're planning groups and you're doing large functions, I mean, they are there crack of dawn, like getting breakfast ready. And they've already had three hours of work when you're rising out of bed. And so there's a camaraderie and everybody really kind of supports each other, which I think is wonderful. Was it just a natural progression for you to then get into the business or is it something that your father may have encouraged or you just said, this is for me? He never overtly encouraged it. It was really something I had many interests and sort of considered other things. But when it came down to it, you know, I spent my summers in college uh, working in hotels So when it came, uh, graduating from college to really make a decision, I realized that I loved the hotel business and the fact that every day is different. I loved just all the interactions and it just seemed like a natural progression after that. So he's been very supportive. So he never pushed me into it, but has always been just an amazing sounding board and my champion and always pushing me to step outside my comfort zone and keep moving forward. Now let's talk a little bit about the hotel specifically. It opened in 19. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to talk about the the events of 20 that much. <laughs> and it's something that makes your hotel a little different than a lot of properties that we've used in DC. You find when you go into meeting spaces, you're always going down. You're taking escalators down. Everything is down and there's no natural light. But tell us a little bit about your meeting space. Absolutely. So one of the very special things about the space, as you said, all of our meeting space is above ground, but it's not just above ground. All of our meeting space has glass walls. 
So the natural light comes pouring in to your meeting room, but yet you can also put down blackout shades if you do need that privacy. Our ballrooms actually have this amazing glass that has linen sort of fused between the glass panes. So it diffuses the light coming in. And it's just a wonderful feeling to be be above ground and, and have these lovely views around the city as well. Some of our meeting rooms look onto this beautiful park. It's a very, very special space. So tell us a little bit about the location. City Center DC, explain a little bit about what that is. Absolutely. So I've been in DC quite a while and I remember when this area was actually the old convention center and it was torn down many years ago to make room for DC's beautiful new convention center. And what came up in the space is now this lovely city center DC, which is a gorgeous mixed use development with very high-end retail, wonderful restaurants. We actually just celebrated the opening of Chanel here in the hotel, in the ground floor of the hotel as part of city, the newest addition to city center. And it's just a wonderful space. It's all these pedestrian friendly alleys that they decorate. So Palmer Alley goes down the center of city center And every season, they decorate it to celebrate whatever is going on. So at Christmas, it's beautiful lighted snowflakes. In the spring, it's beautiful pink lanterns to celebrate the cherry blossom season. So there's a wonderful sense of place and what's going on in D.C. And then you have all these fantastic shops that our guests get to enjoy. And then there's a gorgeous park as part of it that we love being next door to because at Christmas, they put up a beautiful Christmas tree And we are very lucky that our estuary bar and restaurant look directly onto that park. So you sit there with your cocktail or your dinner and you get to look at the Christmas tree. And when they do the tree lighting ceremony, if it's too cold outside, we're that perfect place to sit safely inside and warm by the fire and enjoy all those wonderful festivities. Well, and you segued us into this a little bit. Let's talk about the dining at the restaurant and what guests can expect. You talked about estuary and estuary is it's by a, James Beard Award and Top Chef finalist Brian and Michael Voltaggio, correct? Yes. And are you getting a lot of local attention from the locals at Estuary as well as travelers? Is it a popular local hotspot? We definitely do. Absolutely. I mean, Brian and Michael are just such an amazing creative force. And we love the fact that they are local. They grew up in this area and the restaurant is really a celebration of the bounty of the Chesapeake, which we're so blessed to be, to be close to. You have a rooftop bar and lounge yes. called Summit. Can you tell us a little bit about that space? Absolutely. So Summit is our gorgeous rooftop. It has the most of amazing views of the Capitol building. You can see the Washington Monument. On a really clear day, you can actually see all the way down the Potomac River. And my favorite is one side of Summit has these lovely pods of very relaxing sofas, and they probably have the best sunset views in all of Washington, D.C. And our team have really put together a great program up there. Our bestseller is our amazing Furze, which we cannot make them enough of. But we also have an amazing wine program up there that celebrates female winemakers. So all the wines up there are female winemakers. And then again, our amazing chef, Josh, who came back uh, for the reopening of the hotel and wanted to do something different on Summit we decided to really put a sustainability focus on the rooftop. And he actually bought a solar oven. So some of our dishes up on the rooftop are cooked in a solar oven, which has been a lot of fun for all of us to see come to fruition. Well, and you're talking about sustainability and I absolutely love that. What are some other things that kind of force the effort of sustainability that the hotel's doing? 
Well, you know, we're very proud this hotel opened as a lead gold hotel. And really, we have some amazing initiatives built in. So we do, the hotel does collect the rainwater and we use the rainwater to water all the landscaping in the hotel. We do have a green roof. One of my favorite things about this hotel is we're in the middle of the city, but we like to call ourselves an urban oasis. We actually, in addition to the rooftop and the green roofs and everything we're doing up there, we have two gorgeous terraces on our third floor, which is actually our main lobby level. And they're just spectacular with trees and rose bushes. And they actually really helped us out a lot during the pandemic. We have done so many small weddings out on those terraces because I think like micro weddings have become the thing to do. And micro and wedding. I haven't that. heard that term yet. Yes. I like micro that. weddings. So we've done a lot of micro weddings and they're just the perfect intimate space outside. So we love that. It just continues to be a big focus for the hotel. And then tell us a little bit about the Sakura club. And I know it's a club level. What is the Sakura club and, and how do you get access, I guess is the question. So we have one floor of guest rooms and our eight signature suites all have access to our Sakura Club. It is a wonderful club area that I think is a little different than sometimes what you see. It has full breakfast and full dinner. We have an open kitchen in the Sakura Club. And we like to say we practice culinary diplomacy up there. We are in Washington, D.C., so we like to be diplomatic. But we named it Sakura because of the Sakura blossoms, the cherry blossoms that were gifted to Washington, D.C. And we feel the Sakura Club is our gift of hospitality to our guests. And we want them to feel at home. It's a very intimate space. You have a private concierge up there. It's been a very popular place during the pandemic because it only seats about 40 people. So it is very limited and intimate. One of the guests' favorite parts of it is we call it the magic refrigerator. So we have this amazing refrigerator. We keep stocked and our guests can come in 24 hours a day and help themselves to beverages and snacks, especially everyone of all ages enjoys the frozen snicker bars, the Haagen-Dazs ice cream. The Dangerous. It's very dangerous. Right. Um, so in addition to the wonderful food the team puts out, there's the magic refrigerator. But again, we say we practice culinary diplomacy. So every day is a different cuisine. We currently are doing... One day Japanese cuisine, we're doing one day Italian, one day Moroccan, and we're about to relaunch our South American day. So if you're staying for multiple days, you'll just get a wonderful different experience every day. That's fantastic. It's a great place to be. So now like going outside of the hotel, we've talked a little bit about the area. You as now a Washingtonian or someone from Maryland, what what do you love about D.C. as an individual? I mean, when you get time off, and I know you probably don't get very much, the hotel, our hotel partners rarely do, but what do you enjoy doing around the city? One of my favorite things about Washington is it's just such a walkable city. I love the fact that the original vision for D.C. is the buildings be very on the low side, and no one's ever deviated from that. So the rule in D.C. is nothing can be taller than the Capitol building. And I think that's created just such an open city with all these wonderful squares and you don't have these towering buildings. There's a lot of green space left. So it's an amazing city to just walk around. And even having lived here all these years, I still love going to our amazing Smithsonian museums. I think we're one of the few cities where you have all these resources at your fingertips that are free. When you talk to people from Europe, they really can't believe that our museums are completely free. 
And I love going there. One of my favorites has always been the Freer and Sackler Galleries of Asian Art. Gorgeous. And I love yeah. going there. I was actually very proud recently. My daughter was on the Teen Council Freer Sackler Gallery of Asian Art, which I thought was an amazing opportunity that the Smithsonian does for young people here in the D.C. area. So, I mean, I think we have an amazing resources with the Smithsonian um, and you can never get tired of going. If someone wants to follow you and see what's happening uh, at the Conrad, what are some of your social media accounts that we can we can throw out to them? We have our Instagram account, which we would love for you to follow us on our Instagram. And then obviously Conrad Washington, D.C., our website as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. I love getting this insight into the Conrad and we wish you the best of luck and we can't wait to get there and, thank and you. see you sometime soon. Well, we look forward to welcoming you. Absolutely. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone, to Destination Everywhere. And that was a great interview, Todd. Sounds like an amazing property. No, it is. We've actually done some meetings there and events there. Great, great central locations. Definitely recommend it. Go check it out. Stay there or have an event there. Awesome. Great. So we are going to start with our destination favorites. And there's so many. I mean, we're just going to kind of tip of the iceberg here on what you can do in D.C., but the first one is actually 19 separate things under the Smithsonian Institution, which is all the federal museums. There's the National Zoo with specimens from all over the world. You have dinosaur bones. You have Apollo 11 in the Air and Space Museum. It just goes on. The 45-carat Hope Diamond, Lincoln's Top Hat. I mean, there's something for everyone in all here. And Todd, you were saying earlier that you used to take family and friends when they came into D.C. What do you like about the Smithsonian? As a kid, I remember very clearly, I think me and my brother were actually at the encasing for the Hope Diamond, and we set off the alarm one time, which was (laughs) was pretty interesting. But the American History Museum, I think, is my favorite. Everybody's got a favorite. I really like the pop culture exhibit in the American History Museum, as well as just you talk about American history, and then you actually see it there. Lincoln's top hat, George Washington's uniform, Old Glory, every first lady's inaugural dress. Yeah, it just goes on and on. It goes on and on. So, and you can actually hold events there during off hours, which is a lot of fun. So make sure you look into that. Todd, one of your other favorite destination things to do while you're there. I really like Ford's Theater. And obviously everybody knows Ford's Theater. That's where President Abraham Lincoln was assassinated by who, Andy? I believe that was John Wilkes Booth. Yeah. It was John Wilkes Booth. But it's also, it's a working theater. So it's a museum and historical monument for the legacy of Abraham Lincoln, but it is also still a working theater that produces classical and contemporary plays. So whether you want to go for a show or go look at it as a memorial, it's a fascinating place. Uh, that's great. And one of the things I do every time I go, weather permitting, of course, is the United States Botanical Garden. It's just absolutely incredible. It was established by Congress in 1820, and it just has all of these incredible areas. They have an entire room full of orchids. They have over 65,000 plants, and you can just meander. It's great to do by yourself or with your family. And they've got great exhibitions, both for grownups and kids, so you won't be disappointed for sure. And this one, kids or adults, who doesn't love spy stories and espionage? But the International Spy Museum is in D.C., and it's a museum that moved into its own 
new architecturally stunning building in 2019 in La Plaza. And it traces the history of espionage from the Egyptian, Greek, and Roman empires through World War I, the Cold War to the present. And they have an activity, it's called Operation Spy. And this allows visitors to take on the role of a covert agent and participate in an exciting one-hour spy simulation. So that actually is um, oh, that sounds a, like fun. a really, really cool visit stop. All right. Well, you guys know we'd love to give you food ideas for when you're traveling and going to these different cities. And we are suggesting the brunch at the Tabard Inn. It's an award-winning employee-owned boutique hotel in DuPont Circle. It is the oldest continuing running hotel in D.C. It opened its doors in 1922. And their top-rated restaurant has an incredible brunch that Todd and I got to enjoy. So we highly recommend it. That's the brunch at the Tabard Inn. And another one, if you're thinking about something to do after you go to brunch, check out the Smoke and Mirrors rooftop bar. Yeah. And this is a rooftop bar that's located between Capitol Hill and the Navy Yard. And Smoke and Mirrors, it offers some of the most amazing views of the U.S. Capitol. They also have an extensive list of original craft and cocktails and a creative menu of shared dishes, which you'll definitely want to check out. And DC's power brokers like to hang out there on occasion. So if you want to rub shoulders with some power brokers, politicians, definitely might want to check that spot out. All right. Now, Todd, why don't you tell everybody what you did for your internship when you were in DC? I was a page in the Senate. Yeah. Um, and so pages are typically under the age of 17. And we would go in every day and we were uh, glamorized gophers. Or congressmen and senators. <laughs> now you actually the, took people on tours as well. I right? used to take people on tours of the Capitol building. And yeah, it was a really cool thing. And something you probably also don't know is underneath the Capitol and connecting all of the adjacent House office buildings and Senate office buildings, there are tunnels and passageways that people don't have access to. But we would get to buildings quickly by using those tunnels when we were delivering messages and mail for the senators. Yeah. And, and, and there's it, a little it, it, train under there that yeah. uh, is for staff and Senate, but it's really an organized network of underground tunnels. It's really quite impressive. Yeah. And, and something I'm glad you mentioned congressmen and visiting. So you can actually write your congressman and actually get tickets to Congress or the White House. And that's a great little secret tip. And it's a great way to feel very special and probably get to see some things that you normally wouldn't get to see. Absolutely. Great. But that, yeah, the list goes on and on. And two, obviously, two, the newest museum in Washington is the National Museum of African-American History and Culture. And then there's also another one, the Holocaust Museum, which is another must-see stop. So that's just the tip of the iceberg, some of the things that we've mentioned. But just plan on doing a lot of walking and taking a lot of photos when you're in D.C. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We'll be back with a recap. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. So we've talked about a lot of great things here in D.C. I love D.C. in March and April, where it's kind of crisp and cool, and you can just walk miles and miles without sweating. Now, you get into the summertime, it can get kind of hot and sticky, so 
plan well, and definitely try to reserve things in advance, especially if you're going during a very busy, high traffic time, especially if you're trying to get into the Smithsonian. Again, great place to do activities and to do group events is in DC at the museums. There's so many great venues to do things. 100%. And again, we'd like to thank Laura from the Conrad, and we look forward to getting up there and visiting her and the property. Uh, Absolutely. A couple of things that are really, really just phenomenal about this property is its proximity to everything in DC, right next to Metro Center and Chinatown and a couple of other great neighborhoods. So go say hi to Laura and then just go check out some of our suggested spots. I think you'll really enjoy yourself. Well, thanks everyone for listening today. Special thanks to our team, our copywriters, Louis Pedraza and Kim Jordan, Annie Fernandez, our creative director, Rusty McNeely, Andrew Lowe, and Louis Pedraza, podcast producers, and the amazing Lightship Studios team. So please do be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show on your preferred podcast app or by going to www.destination-everywhere.com. We look forward to speaking with you next time on Destination Everywhere. Safe travel. You've just tuned in to another episode of Destination Everywhere with travel and hospitality entrepreneurs, Todd Bloodworth and Andy McNeil. To access the show notes and other helpful resources, visit www.americanmeetings.com. Join us again next week for another bucket list filled show as we feature another travel worthy destination. Until next time, travel well and be safe out there. <laughs>